You're listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast, where you'll discover some of the best and most creative ways to provide for your family and get started on your journey to entrepreneurship. No crazy get-rich-quick schemes. No living in a van down by the river with your family while you build your business. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at theonlineempireacademy.com. Now, get ready for the Online Empire Academy podcast. What's up, Online Empire Academy? I'm Joshua Woodward, and I am so excited to be here. As you know, we've been going through the private label. Uh, I, I don't know what to call it. it it's, a, it's like a series. We're going through a series right now about private labeling. And I wanted to bring on a really fun company. This is We Rascals, and I have Kylie Claiborne. I wanted to make sure to get that right. Um, but they have an amazing, they took an idea and they expanded on it. I mean, that's so much of everybody we've interviewed so far has has this one idea, and then they actually ran for it and went for it. And and as entrepreneurs, so many of us are doing the same thing, and kind of just like we're searching for that niche, searching for that idea, searching for that that next thing that that we can end up private labeling. And we rascals is exactly that. And so I, I wanted I wanted Kylie to come on today just to kind of share about their journey and and how they got started. So how are you. Thank you for having me, Joshua. I'm great. I'm great. Thank you again. Yes. Yeah. We actually had a complete crash. My computer shut down. So this <laughs> is the second time that we're doing this, but we're going to have fun with it and it's going to be good. Yeah. It's perfect. I got my jitters out. Like I told you, so I'm <laughs> ready. I'm focused. <laughs> perfect. All right. So I want to hear your story. Tell us how this got started and, and where you guys got this amazing idea. Well, it really started with me having um, the desire to tell my then four-year-old, he's six now, but um, he was four at the time, true, tales of true heroism. So We Rascals is a company that's centered around, um, a, a children's t-shirt company, sorry, centered around historical heroes like Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King, and Amelia Earhart. And it was started out of my desire to really want to tell him stories of people that were that, you know, tales of true heroism, people that had done really amazing things for our world and really made this world a better place um, instead of mass marketed um, cartoon characters and imaginary things. I really wanted him to have his eyes on real faces and real people. So that's really where my inspiration came from. I mean, it came from wanting that for, for my son and then just wanting it for all kids and wanting them to make that connection between who, you know, um, all of the amazing characters that Abraham Lincoln, you know, has and making that connection with themselves. Cause we, mm -hmm. you know, they still, they have those, those characteristics, they have bravery and grit and determination, all those things. So really, I mean, we want them to make that connection as well. So inspire and connect those things. Huh? I love it. it it's so interesting. You use the word grit. That that's something for me that I've always pressed into for, for some reason, it was a conversation with my dad when I was younger and he talked about having grit and, and it's so interesting because it really is instilled. It's a concept that's instilled at a really young age of hard workers have grit and, and being a hard worker looks like this or, or making a change 
if you want to make a change in the world, you've got to have grit. And, and so I love, I love the concept. And this is why I wanted to have you guys on is because there's a concept here that you guys took again, an idea and actually did something with it. So kind of explain your journey. So you have all these ideas. How did you start a, a clothing business? That's, that's a, that's a huge step. It, it is a huge step. I think if someone would have, you know, told me all of the hurdles in the beginning, I would have said, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm good. I'm good. Which is right. That's how we all kind of start. You start out blindly and, and, and you don't know really what you're getting into. And that's probably a good thing in the beginning, but (laughs) I started out just, you know, really wanting to see these real faces and hopped online like we all do. And I thought for sure somebody was doing it and I just really couldn't find anyone that was doing it in a really cool way. And I thought, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to just kind of start digging a little bit here. Um, and so I, you know, I did, and I ended up kind of finding someone very close to me in Austin, Texas, that, um, does the type of printing that we need. We don't do a, we do some screen printing, but we do mostly, um, a process called DTG, which is a direct to garment printing. And, um, it, it just allows for different things without, uh, too much detail there. But, so I found someone fairly close and it just kind of started. It started with Johnny Appleseed, who was, um, you know, uh, the one the one hero from my elementary school days that really stuck out. I was like, yeah, I'll tell him that story. You know, I was thinking the pan on the hat. And, you know, Johnny Appleseed was amazing. He was the original conservationist. He was a vegetarian. He was just, you know, he was a friend to all the Indian. I mean, just on and on. He was just an amazing person. And so many of these stories of these people's lives are amazing and they are full of grit and courage and they're just really inspiring. I mean, if you read Joan of Arc's story about her life, um, wow. I mean, Martin Luther King, of course, obviously incredible, but you can't help but be moved when you go back and kind of read over their, their stories. So that's kind of another part of the equation. I just kind of was inspired by them. I'm not a maker, you know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't screen print. I'm not a screen printer. I'm not a, so, you know, I don't sew any of our t-shirts. So my inspiration for my business really came from this desire to want to bring this for our kids, just, um, bring this forward for them. So, yeah. This is so cool. Again, I, 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 you know, just even talking to you is, is reminding me of all these different principles that I've been taught. And, and again, at a really young age, I, I remember having a conversation with a, a friend of the family and they were talking about how the difference between uh, a millionaire and everybody else is their decision to actually take action on something yeah. and, 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 and accept failure and, and, look it in the eyes. And I I think what's so cool is that you had an idea and so many of us every day have an idea. There's so many people listening right now who have an idea. The difference between you and Kylie is that she actually did it. (laughs) You know, she, she went forward and took this idea and made something from it. So you guys get done with screen printing, you, you know, you get connected with that. How was that process? Because a lot of times that's where people just stop. They're like, oh man, I have to have like a, you know, a limited quantity or, you know, I have to purchase a bunch. I have to have capital. I have to do all this. How was that process for you? Well, I mean, yeah, it's frustrating. And, and we definitely, um, actually just not too terribly long ago, we had to make a really big shift from our current, uh, printer into, you know, somebody else where I was having to drive a little bit further. So 
I mean, there's definitely roadblocks. I, I think for me, I just really love the process of creating um, things and being inspired in that creation process. And so that's kind of just pushed me on. And I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of picked up, picked, picked up and kept on going, you know, as they say. But um, yeah, definitely we've had roadblocks. And, and like I said in the beginning, I think, you know, it's kind of good as an entrepreneur that you, when you start a small business, you don't know everything that kind of um, is it, that you don't know the scope of what you're getting into, because if totally. you did, you w- probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> and I mean that with so much like love and reverence for, for what I'm doing. I, I absolutely get up every morning. and I'm so excited to like dive into to my work. And that's, that is a real truth. But I think if someone would have said, you know, I just, I, I would have been like, oh, I'm okay. But now that I'm in it, I'm in there. I'm not going to yeah. give up, you know, I'm not going to keep going. And, um, I, you know, I just have a real desire for this to, to come forward. So yeah, oh, I love I really it. I need it for kids. I really do. And, um, I think there we really have discovered a whole tribe of parents that also there is a longing for, um, something outside of, you know, everything that's mass marketed and, and yeah. some truths people, you know, I think that's there for a lot totally. of people. So. Well, I, I think it's so cool. I mean, you're, 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 it's the difference between Thor, who's a mythological character and, and then uh, Johnny Appleseed, who was a real man. Yeah. You know, obviously a lot of these stories get blown out of proportion and, right. and you got to find what's truth. But, but in the end, I, I think that that's so cool. And, and what I'm so captivated with this idea and I, I don't know that it's just so fun. One of the questions I had in I had started a, a clothing company when I was when I was younger in high school, and one of our biggest our biggest problems was marketing. Were we going to be online? Were we going to be you know at, at, in retail stores? How are we going to handle it? Or were we going to do both? How how did you handle that process? Because I know building a following isn't easy. No, it isn't. Um, and we started out on um, Etsy, and actually Etsy kicked us off. Which really. Is I love to tell people that story because we, they said we weren't handmade enough. So it was fine. It was actually, I say that only to your listeners so they can like take that. And like, so we just started, you know, we ended up, our, our, our site is powered through Shopify and we love it. So, um, you know, we just had to move on. We had to find, um, another avenue of sales and, um, I think for us, yeah, being online is, is, is definitely huge. And then, you know, of course, social media is, is, is huge. I think one tip I have there would be in terms of, of just growth, make sure you're on two different platforms. Um, you don't want to be like putting all of your energy into, you know, only Facebook or only, um, Instagram, because as we all know, like that stuff changes. I mean, you know, Everybody, you know, was once on um, MySpace. Well, you don't hear much about MySpace anymore, you know, and I think that that is it's so social media is so fluid these days that you really have to try, um, you know, to kind of have two that you're really kind of working. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we've done that and just, you know, we've collabed with a lot of um, brands, a lot of local brands, and then a lot of, you know, we reach out to people all the time. I love to collaborate with other makers and other companies. It's actually one of the, my 
most favorite things to do. And it surprised me the most about, about starting my own small business, how much I love connecting with other people. And um, like, I think if I were on a road trip and I got stranded somewhere, I could call up any, I mean, it's so crazy. All the people that you get to know just by having a small business, like I would, you know, if I was in Montana, I'd have like five customers I could call and be like, Hey, can I go stay, stay at your house? So it's just, it's really fun. But I would say, yeah, make sure you're on two. Sorry. I'm totally. No, I love it. No, it's really good. I start like going off in left field, but, um, yeah, I mean, definitely make sure, you, you know, our, our social media is huge, as you know, and that, okay. that's been probably the fuel for most of our growth. But um, two, being on two platforms is, is definitely, I highly recommend that. That's good. Um, Where have you seen the most conversions? Now, for, for the audience that doesn't understand that is, is when you either have an email list or you have a social media following the the goal is to have both yeah. and and the goal is to transfer your social media audience onto your email list why that is is because that is the greatest rate of conversion that i've seen is people who are, are getting your email because it's it's there's a personal touch with with your uh your audience on instagram or facebook but there isn't always that that click by, you know, the, the click in rate that email produces. But what I'm finding is that's changing now. So I wanted to hear from you is, have you seen more conversions from a place like Facebook than, than your email list? We, yes. Instagram is our big converter for huh. us personally, because we're a visual, you know, we have a visual product and, um, you know, we've got all kinds of cute kiddos on our Instagram page and, you know, people loved who doesn't love to see a cute kid. I mean, everybody. So Instagram is huge for us. And that's where we definitely, that's definitely where we have the largest presence and it's definitely our biggest converter. So okay. no, that's, yeah. that's good. And I, I think just, just, for the audience, it's really important to listen to, um, especially if you have a private label product and you're trying to build a brand, yeah. please don't forget that and, and, and take the lessons that Kylie's teaching us because there, there is a, a huge step in building a brand and you can't just put it on Amazon and expect it to sell. You've got to build yeah. a, a following and, and a, a group of people who are excited about your product and excited about what you're putting forward. What are some, some ways, I mean, you, you just talked about kids having kids and, and, and that, you know, it's, it's a cute picture and stuff. What are some lessons that you've learned with building a following? Um, well, we, that's a great question. Let me think. Um, probably I think the, the one great, I'll just speak in regards to Instagram since that's like our, is that okay? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. The biggest, um, audience. So I can, I feel pretty well-versed. And that so there's definitely a certain aesthetic that you want to kind of stick to when you are um, building your Instagram feed, and you really want to make sure that you are speaking your in, you know your intended customer's language. So that's, uh. that's a big thing. Like um, I know who my customers are, and I try to get into their head as much as I can and think about what, what do they, not do I, Kylie, what do I personally want to see this morning? What do, what would my customer want to hear or what would they want to see this morning um, or this afternoon or this evening in my post? So I really try to kind of hone that in. And, and I'm honestly, I'm still honing that skill to be honest. Like 
okay, what do they want to see today? What do I, you know, all of those things are so important because it's not about me. So I think also like learning to separate yourself from um, that part. I mean, to me, We Rascals is definitely a reflection of an inspiration I have. And it also just like really exists on its own. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's its own thing. So I, yeah, I mean, I know who my customer is and I try to kind of speak their language. That's the best. And then, you know, again, just having a certain aesthetic that, that um, you kind of commit to as you're, because people, you know, it's, it's, you want to have a feeling, people want to get a feeling when they look at your brand, you know, for us, it's like, what is a We Rassles kid? What does that look like? What does that feel like? You know, and really trying to um, speak that in pictures and in, you know, 60 word captions. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, I, I think you, you, you hit it on the head. And actually, I want to learn more about how, your process. How did you figure out who your customer was? What did that process look like? Well, it, it looks like it feels really weird. But like, if I sat down and thought of someone like, who are we trying to target? You know, uh. You know, what does that person look like? What are they male? Are they female? How old are they? Are they parents? Are they grandparents? Are they, um, you know, who is that person? So literally writing down, I mean, I even got specific and made like um, a Pinterest board dedicate a, a hidden Pinterest board dedicated to my intended customer. Huh. So I would pin things that I would think that, that um, you know, mother would like. And just to, just to kind of get myself in that space of who this person is and how I can market the best to, to speak their language. So wow, that weird? that's what I do. No, no, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, I, I, I love that so much. And in the, in the podcasting world, we call that building your avatar and, yeah. and finding out who your customer is and actually building an avatar based on that. And I, I'll, I'll have to share with the empire, my, my avatar at some point, but, but I love exactly what you just said is, is boiling it down to, are they grandparents or are they, you know, do they have kids, you know, or are they buying for their next door neighbor? Like, what is that exact person and how am I going to market to now you, you figured out who your avatar is. We'll just call it that for the ease of the, the scenario. You figured out who that is. Now, how did you build the following? Did you have an email list before? How did you, how did you grow that? Um, probably the, the single, the, a pop-up, we have a pop-up on our, on our website. And, um, so we have that offers, you know, free shipping. So as soon as people, you know, I think that's probably the, the quickest way that we built our, our email list. Cause you're right. I mean, again, with the fluidity of social media forums, I mean, if, if one of those goes out, at least you have your email list of customers and it's super, super important. Um, I think that's probably been the best thing for us is just having a pop-up and, um, you know, some sort of fun thing like free shipping or, um, I'm, um, you know, something like that, that kind of entices people to, to leave me their email. And, we send out newsletters probably, you know, every other week or um, sometimes weekly, but typically every other week. So I think that's the best way is just a pop up. That's a genius. And I love it because they've got to go to your site to buy. Yes. So it's, it's, you're already getting them to your site, which is, you know, we've, we've tested with, with triple thread, our clothing company, we've tested a couple different ideas and a couple different ways of doing things. And I've always loved the idea of, 
And it is one extra step. So it's hard to, to get the conversion sometimes of people going in and buying it. But I love the idea of somebody actually coming in, becoming a part of the brand, because really you're trying to get people a part of the brand. You're trying to get them to, to understand your, your ideas and, and what you're about. You guys got to go check out their website. I'll make sure to link that in. Um, but it, it really is. I love that there's an about me section and, and how you guys got started. And it actually tells your story, which I love. It's I so appreciate that because I actually go read what the company I'm about to buy something about. And I may be weird like that, but I know there's other people out there like oh, me. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Now, uh, the other question I had was, when you were developing your avatar, when you were finding out, you know, and you'd been building your customer base, how did you develop your pricing? Oh my gosh, this is such a great question. This is actually <laughs> one of my top tips was going to be, but I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and I'll roll it in right here. I like so it. One big mistake that I made that um, that I would I really wish someone would have told me this um, starting um, is that I make sure that you are rolling. Every single cost of your raw material, that's obviously I'm speaking to a product-based business, right? Totally. Um, every single cost of your raw materials into your, um, your, your bottom price. So if you're planning on moving into wholesale, like normally what people do, they say, okay, I want to, I want to sell something for $10. Um, and, and, and they never, okay, let me backtrack here, Joshua. I'm not, I'm not explaining it clearly. So I, I, I think, yeah, make sure that you're rolling every single cost. Yeah. Also shipping. Like that was one thing I didn't roll into the cost. Like when we would, um, ship, you know, I would have t-shirts shipped to me. I wasn't rolling in those costs. I wasn't rolling in the cost. I wasn't thinking ahead in terms of like, okay, yeah, I'm in my house now and things are, I work out of my home now, but eventually I want to outgrow that. <laughs> so totally. maybe I need to, in the present day, roll in 15% of my um, mortgage into the, the, the raw cost of my materials now. Does that make sense? I think that makes Absolutely. Sense. Okay. So that was definitely something that I didn't do and I just didn't know to do it because I'd never had a small business. So we kind of had to backtrack a little bit and um, adjust our prices and prices had to raise and you know, it just is what it is. It's a, it's a USA made pro product. It's printed by local people and um, you know, we're, we're not shipping things made from China because that's just not what we are about. So and cool. so that, that warrants a higher price tag. And I think people that get that, they, they don't mind. I mean, they don't mind. I, I, we have customers, so they don't, they don't mind. They get that whole thing. But that's the biggest thing is like, there were so many small costs that I just didn't think about in the beginning. Like, you know, roll that shipping in. Gosh, okay. Eventually I might want someone to fulfill orders for me. So maybe exactly. I need to start thinking about what I would pay someone to do that for me. And breaking all those costs down. And that can get really, I mean, to be honest, that can get really, um, that gets really complicated really quickly. Uh, but I am, am highly recommend like breaking all those costs down and making sure that those are rolled into that bottom price. Because then if you decide you want to, you want to go into wholesale, you're trying to squeak a wholesale market or sorry, a wholesale margin into 
a, a retail price and it just doesn't fit. It doesn't yeah. fit. So, um, and use economies of scale. You want to, you know, of course, like buy as much as you can buy bulk to, to, to help with all that stuff. But th- that's my tip. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. I, I think that that's, it's, it's a huge learning curve. I, I think you hit it again on the nail of a lot of times we'll, we'll start with a product, start with a price in mind, you know, the $10 price and just factor a few things in and then you don't factor in your time. No. And that is a huge, huge process because your time is worth money. Yeah. And, and by the end of the day, you've fulfilled 80 t-shirts and, and, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I just, I have to bring them all. You know, I've got to drive. I got to, the, the gas that it takes to get to the, uh, to the post office every day on, on top of getting more product and all of that. There's little things that, that you have to factor in. And then the fear is that if I rise, raise my price, I will lose customers. Yeah. You may lose one or two, you know, there may be a, a, a just a, a slight a downslope, but ultimately you exactly what you said. It's like, we still have customers, like they're going to buy it. I, I love that you guys are standing for what you believe in, in the sense that I'm not going to sell out and get t-shirts from, you know, across the pond. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to get something that I don't believe in. And I so appreciate that. Well, I mean, to be frank, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to buy t-shirts made in China from child labor, you know, kids that are sewing t-shirts. I don't want a t-shirt made by an eight-year-old in Bangladesh, like to be really honest with you, that's, that is a huge issue for me. And I would, that we would never do that. So, um, that, you know, but we pay a higher price for that. And of course that has to get rolled on to, um, you know, the, the consumer, but I think, Again, like there's so many people out there that just get that and they, they get the big picture and they, and they, they, they're, they're down with it. You know, they, they like that. So, yeah, I mean, that was my big, that was a big learning curve for me. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not taking in my time. I'm not considering my time. I'm not considering, um, all these little costs, seemingly small things like four cents for a mailer or, you know, but you know, and it doesn't seem like a lot in the beginning when you're having just very few orders, but trust me, I mean, if plan for it, if nothing else, then in my, in my opinion, to send that out to the universe, that that's what your intention is, right? That, okay, I'm here now and I'm cool. I'm going to work it. But my intention is that I'm going to be, I'm growing, that I'm going to move on from, from where I am now. And I've got my eye on the ball. So, you know, for me, it's always like about having gratitude in one hand and the goals in another, you know, That's really looking, good. looking on and, um, but, but yeah, just make sure you're accounting for all those things. And I, again, I know it seems like it's no big deal in the beginning when you're really starting small, but it, it will, it will get big, get bigger. Yeah. and then you'll be having to backtrack and then possibly, you know, reorganizing yourself in the market which is a lot of ex- marketing expense because then you have to recategorize yourself in a market because you're, you know, maybe you were selling things for one price at one point and now you're in a completely different price category. Well, you're, you know, you're, you're going to have to kind of not start all over, but you've got to re- reposition yourself. That's what I'm trying to think of. 
Goodness. I'm yeah. loving this. I'm 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 going to have to listen back to this and and take more notes cuz it 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 really has got me thinking about just different systems and things that I can improve on. Oh gosh. Good. Well, hey. <laughs> hey. Absolutely. Now, uh, my 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 final question to you uh before I want to get into top tips just if you have any more, but my my final question to you is content. Now, you're talking about in a a social media driven business and you're, you're seeing huge conversions. My biggest problem is getting content purely taking the pictures or having the pictures done for me. How have you handled that? Cause that seems like a big undertaking. Well, it, it is, it is a big undertaking. Um, my, my rule is, I have a business partner, which I should mention, and she's, she is phenomenal. Liz, I'm sorry. I should have mentioned you in the very beginning. Um, <laughs> she's amazing. So, but I, I typically handle the social media part and, and she, and she definitely helps me with the content as well. But I think, so, I mean, obviously I have two brains, both of us kind of working, which definitely helps. I think for me, um, 80% of our, of our, um, content is driven towards selling and then probably 20% is either, you know, giving back in some way, either like a shout out to someone else. Or like, hey, have you guys checked out this, you know, really cool whatever, um, you know, be it for us, it's probably like some sort of kid toy or something that makes your life easier. Or, you know, something that gets a lot of, um, generates a lot of, of love typically or just really inspiring quotes or like funny things. Like we'll post funny things about being a parent or, you know, whatever. And it just cultivates the, the, the conversation and it stimulates the conversation and people, you know, it, it helps people trust you. I mean, they don't know you, they don't know, you know, what kind of person you are or, I mean, and so it it helps people kind of build, it helps you build your, your trust with, with your customers and with your followers too. And maybe they don't purchase from you in the very beginning. Maybe they purchase from you a year into, into following on social media because they're, you know, they're slow to warm, you know? And so I think, um, I think definitely no one likes to be sold to all the time. I mean, I certainly don't like that. And um, as a matter of fact, in the beginning, I felt really because I was so not used to, I wasn't a salesperson before I was a yoga teacher. So I felt really salesy. It felt really uncomfortable. And finally, one of my business coach was like, listen, you sell t-shirts. It's okay to put your message out there and don't, you know, so I've had to be like, kind of get in touch with my more direct voice and my more directness to kind of put that out. Because for me, it felt like, I suddenly was like a car salesman and it just, it just felt really (laughs) uncomfortable. Now it's much better, but I would say a kind of, I mean, obviously a good rule of thumb was like 80% of your content should be geared towards like, yeah, selling what you're, you know, selling your company or selling your product or your service. And then, you know, another 20% or more sometimes, um, maybe more to like shouting out to other people, you know, quotes or, you know, just again, again, with that intended avatar, as you say, or customer in mind, you know, what would they want to see? Who would, who, who would, you know, what would, what quote would they like to read today? But all with that kind of in mind, I don't know. That's a, that's a pretty good rule of thumb for us. I really like that. Do you guys have any apps or, or posting systems that you guys use? Um, you know, 
a lot of people have told, uh, I have a few like friends who do like mass kind of posting. And I tried that. I was like, okay, I'm going to commit to that for one week. And I just, for me, it didn't feel authentic. Like huh. I um, couldn't cultivate, I couldn't sit down on a Monday and come up with our full po week's post because it just didn't feel authentic enough for me. Um, and social media to me, it's a conversation. It's about connecting with people and them also feeling like they can connect with you. And, um, so for me, I want that authenticity to kind of be cultivated in a really authentic, real way. And so for me, I don't, I carve out the time, um, in the morning and then in the evening typically is when we post and, um, I'll do it that way. A couple things that a couple apps that have been helpful for me are Icono Square because Icono Square kind of tells you when your optimal posting times, you know, for your audience will be huh. a whole slew of other amazing things on Icono Square. Um, so I, I highly recommend that one. And then for us, because we're always dealing with photos on IG, um, the color story is amazing. And then, um, Pictaptico is another really good one for, um, you know, manipulating photographs and, 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 you know, that's another thing I had to learn very quickly. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, those are a few that help that help. Very me. cool, man. Well, I, 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 again, I'm going to have to go back and listen through this because there's so many golden nuggets, guys. And I hope you've heard them. I hope that you've caught the passion in this and you can tell that you're passionate about your business. And I so appreciate that. Before we before we end, I wanted to hear if you had any other top tips just, just for people wanting to get into this business or or the entrepreneurs that are part of this this area or this niche already. Um, Hang in there. I mean, that I think... When I first got in, I thought like, um, you know, if it doesn't just blow up immediately, then maybe it's something I need to get out of. Like I just watched too many Shark Tank episodes or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it really was like, those people are the unicorns. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like that's, it takes, again, grit. You have to stay in there. And, um, you know, I, I just think, yeah. I mean, just hang in there. Like the people that you see that blow up overnight and they get like, you know, I don't know, whatever, 50,000 followers or something like that is so rare. It's so rare. I mean, the people that you see, you know, little do you know, they've probably been in business for, for five years and you didn't know it. You know what I mean? So don't get in and just don't get so wrapped up in everybody else's story. Like I had to a few, actually a few months back and follow a lot of my competition because I just felt um, like I was getting way too like wrapped up in what they were doing. And it's totally okay to do that. You know, I mean, if you're finding that it's consuming way more of your mental space than it needs to unfollow them, who cares? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's really not that big of a deal. And so I'm just being real, I'm, I'm just letting it out, but that's I what I like, hang in there and, and don't get too wrapped up in what everybody else is doing. I mean, yeah. that's just, that's just advice for life really, but definitely <laughs> in business too. No, I, I so appreciate it. And that's, that's a fantastic tip. And and I feel like I, I, you know, just even I wanted to bring back to the point that you said there. There may be people who follow you that don't buy for a year, 
And, yeah. and like, I, I'm thinking about, as you said that, I was like, I'm totally following this, this company that does jeans. They make handmade jeans and I, I have not bought from them yet, but I fully intend to. I yep. just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. And and so don't be discouraged if you have 600, 700, 800, 1,000 followers and you're, you're getting 40 conversions. It, yeah. it, it will happen and it will happen in time. And and I, I I think that's that's one that's really sticking to me just in, in this process, especially for the empire. I love you guys and I want more people to understand, you know, and, and see the value in the people that we bring in. And and so, you know, when I see only, you know, 50 people watch the video, sometimes it's hard because it's like, Oh, I, like this person's amazing. And I want them to like, I want everybody to see the content. And so I, I have to remember that, that, a lot of times people are going to go back and listen to stuff or people are going to go back and, and see the product or, or see the person and they're going to enjoy it and enjoy the content that's out there. So I feel so encouraged by this podcast and, and I, I so appreciate that the, just the passion that you brought to the table. Thank you. That's so kind, Joshua. Thank you. Yeah. Play the long game, right? I, I forgot where I heard that. I did not come up with that term. Someone else came up with that term, but I probably listened to the audiobook and it was, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's playing the long game. That's really essentially what we're talking about here. But yeah. thank you for having me on. This was amazing. And you're inspiring. This is incredible what you guys are up to. So thank, thank you, you for so having much. Me. Absolutely. Well, Empire, if you want to find out more about what they're doing, go to the onlineempireacademy.com forward slash we rascals. And you can find out it'll go to their website and you can see everything that they're up to and everything that they're doing. And, and if you guys want to buy t-shirts, go buy t-shirts. Um, and yeah, just thank you so much for, for everything that you guys are up to and, and that you're actually you know, you're putting cool things and exciting things onto t-shirts. I really do appreciate that. And let me know when they make adult t-shirts. <laughs> I We have one adult shirt right now, but I will let you know when we do more for sure. We get requests all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you. And Empire, uh, if you have not seen, we also have a YouTube page and we're on Facebook. We're on, we're not on Instagram. Maybe we should start an Instagram account, um, <laughs> but uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, most all podcast uh, facilities. And, and everybody that's listening, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, Empire, have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at the onlineempireacademy.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help us make more by rating us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'll see you next time.